the story of Barry Christmas. A hulking gray-haired man speaking with authority bellowed, Barry, my boy, would you quit your clickety-clacking on that keyboard and come party with your team? Our release went out six weeks ahead of schedule, and it was in large part due to your hard work. And shiver me cringle, Barry, it's December 24th. Listen up a little bit. Barry muttered, Sorry, boss man. The next release is right around the corner. I think I'm just gonna try and get a jump on it, you see? The season has never really been my thing. The eggnog, the presents, the bells. I mean, I'm trying not to humbug all over your fun, but I mean... Barry's boss, cutting him off, said, It's okay, Barry. We understand, my man. Well, here, if you're not going to party with us, at least let me give you your bonus check. You deserve it, Barry. You really do. Barry responded, Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Barry sunk into his chair, peering out at that screen. Ones and zeros, ifs and elses. The party raged on in the main hall, and Barry, all alone in his office, spent this fateful evening fixing spelling errors and writing readmes. As the party started to die down around 10 p.m., Barry started to feel his eyelids getting heavy and decided it was time to head back home to his apartment. Brooklyn was beautiful at this time of night, especially in the winter, and Barry looked forward to his walk. Before he left, he checked his email one last time. A new email was right on top of his inbox. He opened the email. It was from secret at mission.np. It read, Meet at 14 Brown Street at 11 p.m. December 24th. The password is snowman's plight. Barry whispered to himself, What on earth is this? Brown Street is two blocks from here. This is so weird. As Barry was walking home, he decided to see if his bonus check was as substantial as his boss suggested. He opened the envelope, and in the place of the check was a letter. It read, Meet at 14 Brown Street at 11 p.m. December 24th. The password is Snowman's Plight. Barry didn't know what to do. He was sure someone was messing with him, but he was now determined to find out who. So he set off to 14 Brown Street. 12 Brown Street, 13 Brown Street, 15 Brown Street. Barry loudly announced, What a joke! There's no 14 Brown Street here! I guess they really got me this time! The alley between 13 Brown and 14 Brown started to glow. Barry approached. As he walked down the alley, he reached a dead end brick wall. He did notice something strange and etching on one of the bricks. Say the password and accept the consequences. Barry whispered, these people are nuts. He then said with reluctance, snowman's plight. A door appeared in the brick wall and a window within the door opened. A head popped out wearing a bright green hat. The green hatted head screeched. Hey there, you got your letter? Barry handed the letter, which he thought was his bonus, through the window in the door. And the door opened. A cold wind blew through the opening, as if the temperature dropped 20 degrees. Barry walked through, not knowing what was ahead of him. 
The other side of the door was a frozen wasteland. Barry was being escorted somewhere, freezing his toes off by the little man who was poking his head through the door. The green-hatted creature said, I'm Moose, the door elf. I'll take you to Morty. Yeah, I'll help you get acquainted with things. Moose walked Barry through the trees of glowing leaves and the stream of frozen chocolate. Barry was in shock, but intrigued. It wasn't like him. He was a slave to routine, to process, to work, and now, he was walking through what looked like a winter wonderland. Morty, shocked and excited, said, Calm down, my new frozen friend. Moose, grab our boy Barry the red coat. Barry threw on the glistening red coat. So warm, it felt like wearing a perfect day at the beach. I guess you're wondering why we brought you here. Barry nodded. Morty explained. Every year, around this time, something special happens. Around here, we call it the mission, but your people call it Christmas. Barry said, I'm aware. It's not really my thing. Morty yelled. Not your thing? It's the most magical time of year. And it only happens once a year. Barry calmly responded. I, I meant no offense. I, I just don't know why people wind themselves up with all these festivities. It's arbitrary. You know, December 26th, people just go back to their normal lives. Morty screamed. Arbitrary? Moose, check the list again. Is this the right guy? I was told he was the best. The best we could get. Barry asked. Candidate for what? What's going on here? Morty said, You were chosen to be the great giver. Our previous giver's tenure came to an end, and all the powers above me searched worldwide for the best possible replacement, and they chose you. Look, at this point, I'm as shocked as you are. Barry's eyes widened. I'm going to be the... the, the giver is real? Barry became faint and almost passed out. Morty fanning Barry said, I'll take it slow with you, my friend. Don't you worry. You awake? You awake, Barry? Morty shuffled Barry awake. He awoke in a small cottage, warm and cozy, with stockings by the fire and a tree standing in the corner adorned with glistening ornaments. Barry groaned. Uh, I'm awake, Morty. Uh, now, come on, spill it. What's really going on here? T tell me everything. Morty explained. Everything, eh? Hmm, I'm not sure you're ready for that yet, but, but I will tell you what you need to know to be the best giver this world's ever seen. But before we go any further, I need a, a signature of sorts. Uh, you must respond, indeed it do, to each of my next three statements, and we can proceed with your training. With a side-eyed stare, Barry reluctantly said, Okay, Morty, what you got? Morty asked. Do you believe in the one giver? Barry responded, Indeed it do. Morty asked, Do you accept your fate as the giver for your tenure? Barry responded, Indeed it do. Morty finally asked, Do you solemnly swear you accept that as the giver you cannot change the rules? Barry stopped for a second, but without much hesitation, responded, 
Indeed it do. Morty exclaimed. Fantastic. Let's get you started. First, I'll take you to your trainers, Alma and Mr. Weatherspoon. They'll teach you everything you need to know. Morty, calming his voice slightly, told Barry. I do have to explain one thing before I let you go. Uh, the giver is enhanced, uh, uh, entranced, uh, uh, emboldened with a special magic. You, you, you'll be able to stop time. But you cannot go backward, and you cannot go forward. Those are the rules. Do you understand? Barry, confused, but in acceptance, said... Sure, uh, yeah, yeah, I get it, yeah, that is pretty cool, Morty repeated. I need you to take this part seriously, Barry, do you understand? Barry said, I, I do, Morty, I, I get it. Morty, cheering up, said, Fantubulous, my boy, let's get you to your trainers. A female voice from 20 feet away yelled, Barry, hit a hoof. She loves a little hoof play before the first big night. Oh, how proud I am of you, Barry. You're going to be the best giver we've ever had. I just know it. Barry, gleaming with pride, said, Thank you, Alma. I, I owe my preparation to you and Mr. Weatherspoon. Mr. Weatherspoon muttered, Can't lose with the stuff you use, my boy. Barry nodded with a sly smile. Mr. Weatherspoon quipped, Hey, Barry, uh, how long you been with us now? Barry looked at his watch, specially built and adorned with the same magic he possesses. And he said, Oh, it looks like I've been, I've been around here three months. Wow, how time sleds, am I right? Mr. Weatherspoon and Elma gave a great belly laugh. Mm, at Barry's delightful seasonal joke. And off Barry went on his first ride as the Great Giver. He brought toys and trinkets to children all around the world. Barry used his magic of stopping time to pause the human world's time while he traveled from location to location, dropping off gifts. He was tasked to deliver. Over the three months Barry spent training and learning about the culture of the Giver, his heart shifted. He grew to deeply understand what the spirit of the giver meant to the people of the world, and more specifically, children. He made it his mission to put a smile on the face of every child on earth, something not even Greg the giver of the 1700s would have aspired to. And Greg was one of the best. Barry completed his deliveries at all but one location. With a whole heart, he flew his sleigh through the winter trees over mountains, through streams, and suddenly he heard a pop. Morty appeared in the seat next to him. Morty looked over at Barry and said, Hello, my friend. This is your last location, eh? Barry warmly said, Yes, and what a ride it's been. My heart is filled up giving toys to all the children of the world. I thought of the look on their faces when they opened their presents. I think I was born to be the giver, Morty. I think this is my calling. Morty sunk his head. Barry? This is what I'm here to talk to you about, okay? This is going to be your last ride, my friend. Barry, terrified, and on the verge of tears, screeched. What do you mean, Morty? Morty explained. The giver is a one-season gig, my friend. It's truly a tragedy. I really grew to like you. 
as unexpected as that may seem. Barry calmed his voice and said, And you as well, Morty. <laughs> Wait, I could use my magic. I can go back in time, and I'll be the giver forever. Morty explained. Barry, you know you can only stop time. We discussed this when you arrived. Barry pled. Morty, you have to change the rules. I can't go back there. It's cold, it's lifeless, and I have no purpose. Morty retorted. Barry, it seems like you found your purpose pretty finely. You are a giver, my friend, and never forget that. Morty paused and said, The rules cannot be changed. You accepted that. Enjoy your last gift, old friend. I'm sure I'll see you around. But if I don't, between you and me, you were the best to ever do it. Barry cried through that entire last giving. When he returned, the sleigh touched down. He exited, took off his shiny red coat, and walked to his cabin. He sat in a chair, staring at the fire, knowing that once he fell asleep, he'd likely never see this place again. One eye open, all eyes shut. Barry awoke in Brooklyn. Looking at his alarm clock, he realized that only one day had passed in the human world. He got up, rubbed his sore eyes, and walked to the foot of his bed where he saw one poorly wrapped present. A note stuck out from under the wrapping paper. It read, Goodbye, old friend. He opened the present and saw only an empty snow globe, the water dark and the glitter aged, but he gave it a shake. What he saw surprised him. He saw the face of a child as they opened one of the gifts he delivered to them. He shook it again and again, each time a different child. Their joy filled his heart. He set the snow globe down and decided to set out for whatever came his way. The end. Check us out at RetroTimePodcast.com, RetroTimePod on Twitter. Buy a sticker at RetroTimePodcast.com slash stickers. And have a wonderful season of giving. Till next time, friends. Take it easy.